Welcome to the Wasted Youths podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, Shotgun, Sebastian, and I are going to talk about virtual reality technology. We'll also talk about some of our favorite games and the way in which the technology can develop. If that sounds interesting to you, we'd love for you to sit back, grab a drink, and join us for the show. We're totally not going to edit that. We're going to make it, it as anyway. hard as possible for Dominic to edit this out because I'm just going to keep talking without stopping for like three minutes while I get through the Patreon that we just set up. I set it up, not Sebastian, <laughs> because Sebastian was taking a while on the social media and I made an Instagram in like three seconds and hooked it up and we good. We good. Right. That sounded like mad. <laughs> I showed Sebastian the Instagram. He's like, not going to lie. I'm not even mad. That's fucking hilarious. No, for real. It's usually like, I can't get it to work. Fuck. Ah. <laughs> like, all right. So, so that Instagram so, so far is all beautiful. sincerity. In all sincerity, <laughs> we have an Instagram now. Let me pull it. It's it's at the waste at wasted youths official. I don't think there's a the. Um, let me double let me check that real quick. I want to see if I can find it on my Instagram. Yeah. Uh. So so uh, getting the intro stuff out of the way. Wow. Actually, if you literally go to Instagram and just type in the word wasted, it is literally one two. Three. It's actually the fourth Instagram that you'll find. Wow, that's that's convenient. Um, uh, so at least, yeah. At least, at least for you, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of subject to. I like how it's it's. But I don't. But I don't think. But I don't think I followed you. So on the account. So it's probably it might well, that might just be natural. Let me do this. Oh, but Dom Wait, is Dom is following it. I so that's pr- I swapped if, to my other account. Um, I just followed. no, yeah. It's I the just third. followed you, Micah. Ooh. Nice. Um. Anyway, so uh, subscribe to uh or follow our Instagram that we have now at Wasted Youths Official. Um, to see updates on the uh how stuff's going. Yes, and memes. I'm planning on making a meme <laughs> for every episode we release. <laughs> Shortly after the episode gets released. In fact, you know what? I'm going to post an upgrade update right now that we're recording. Uh, let's see. What should I do? What should I do for this? This week we're talking about Fuck, Halo. It's Instagram. Playing the different games. I gotta, gotta take a Oh, picture. hell no. You did I'm not spell a... my name wrong. I did. How did I spell your name? S-E-B-A-S-T-I-E-N. Sebastian. Yeah, Sebastian. You know what? That blame autocorrect. Sebastian. I have Sebastian? never, I've never seen your name. Hey, hey, that's a legitimate spelling of Sebastian. Is it? Um, it is. It is. That's weird. Yes, yes. So, uh, don't blame me. I've never seen your I'm name gonna written put it, out. It's I'm always gonna, cactus. Boy. I'm gonna put it in the itinerary for you, real quick, because you were really close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
I will probably continue spelling it the same You're way. You're a bitch. <laughs> Look, you got a stage name. It's your name spelled wrong. <laughs> That's not a good stage name. Oh, fuck you. You spell it with an O? Sebastian. Sebastian. I hate you both. Oh, my God. Anyway, uploading uploading a picture to Instagram. So the reason we have an Instagram is because we now have a Patreon. As okay, well. fuck Dom, off, like, Dom. Stop, seriously, stop what in the hell this. is that absolute butchering of Put my name? Put this in the general chat, not itinerary, <laughs> so future patrons Dude, did you, can uh, you spelled look it, at it. That ba- that's basically substation. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, barely so, even uh, Sebastian. <laughs> so uh so we got a patreon now if you um i'm sure we'll put a link somewhere in the description of the podcast to go to that um if you if you'd like to you know financially support us and get access to some bonus content uh feel free to sub right now we have a ten dollar tier and a five dollar tier um, each of those come with different bonuses, but even like the, the, the 10, the major difference is the $10 tier gets bloopers, but, um, which are hilarious. <laughs> and of course they're hilarious because I make them. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one up there right now, you, you know, just pay 10 bucks for the month and you can see it. But, um, anyway, uh, that is also, you know, just search the wasted youths on patreon and it'll be probably the first thing that comes up i'll check um, so i just read that both tiers on patreon give you access to our discord um and each of the two tiers has their own uh chat rooms in the discord so uh you know get your friends to listen and subscribe to our patreon so that there's actually people in those chat rooms. That would be nice. <laughs> yes, yes, agreed. Ten, you know, five dollars a month. I'm, I'm sure. Well, actually, I know, I know a lot of you. I know a lot of you can't spend five dollars a month for a podcast support, but uh, if you can, we'd really appreciate it. Ah, uh, all that being said, what's on the itinerary for tonight, Dom? VR <laughs> yeah. games. Yes, VR games. Um, v- VR games. Everything, tech, games, even random ass ideas that we think would be cool for VR, whether it be original ideas from us or uh, prototypes that are already out. Dope. Along with the obligatory uh, stupid ramblings. So. Gotcha. Always with the All stupid right. ramblings because I'm stupid. <laughs> I, think, I think we're all a little stupid i think bro one of my friends I mean, that i hadn't even told about the podcast texted me and he was like i found your podcast and i was like and and all he sent me was a <laughs> quote that i said from the child's play episode <laughs> and he put in quotations and all it said was man i'm not even drunk i'm just legitimately this stupid even when i'm sober <laughs> and he was like what's wrong with you and i was like i don't fucking know man that's that's why we love you man oh, oh man. all right 
So, uh, yeah, thank you to our supporters for yeah, supporting our degeneracy. So Appreciate it. Yes. Yes. And uh, what's everybody drinking tonight? Uh, dick. Um, oh. I'm drinking some. That's tick. gay. Maybe. No judgment, Uh-oh. but it's, it's gay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm drinking. Um, seem take a wild guess. Do you think it? What, what do you think I'm drink, What do you think I'm drinking? Jim Beam. Uh, it, well, if you guess whiskey, it's yeah, it's whiskey. Is it? Is it Jack Daniels? No. Nope, I heard a cork, so it's not Jack. Yeah, I was about to say, Jack don't ah. come with no cork. Uh, I'm drinking some Jefferson's Reserve tonight. I decided oh, to you get, a little, get a little fancy with it. Lucky bastard. Oh, you, you, you changed it up. Yeah, I decided nope. to spend uh, a little bit more than I probably should have. The bottle cost me about 80 bucks. But... Ha- hashtag me every week when I come up with some weird idea, <laughs> bro. Okay, Micah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. My sister listened to the podcast. Uh-oh. And she, uh oh. And the Child's Play episode was the first one she listens to. And the first thing she texted me and said was, "What in the fuck?" Micah is freaking hot. No, she actually said, what in the fuck is wrong with Micah? And I was like, I was like, what? And she was just like, who in the fuck mixes like blueberry vodka or whatever you were drinking with Baja Blast? She was like, blue raspberry yeah, blue, with, blue, with Baja Blast. Yeah, she was Blast. like, that is the most disgusting fucking thing. She said, as soon as I heard that, that just made me want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> All right, well, that... all right. My question, my question to Cactus Girl is: uh, have, Cactus have, Girl. Have, have, have you fucking tried it? Have you fucking no? tried it? Then shut your mouth. <laughs> it's delicious. Well, and my oh response my is: um, if you think that's disgusting, what about when he added the uh, peanut butter bitters or whatever it was? Oh yeah, why the fuck did you do to that? that same drink? Yeah, why did you do that? No, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm holding Hold up. up. I did not add the peanut butter bitters. I don't have peanut butter. It's chocolate. It's brownie batter. Oh, bitters. brownie, oh, brownie batter. batter bitters. Hey, say that I 13 forget. times fast. We already yeah, you did, did that. already, Sebastian. <laughs> did I really? We made this joke already. Shit. You were there. <laughs> um, and secondly, I did not add it to the uh, mix Baja Blast and Blue Raspberry Vodka. I just added it to Blue Raspberry Vodka by itself. And it tasted like shit. <laughs> so, Big surprise. <laughs> I was about to say, why is that not? I, a if I name? remember correctly, I was already a little tipsy when I did that. <laughs> so, uh, look, my my best ideas come to me when I'm sober. Um, my worst ideas come to me on this podcast. So, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> tonight, tonight I'm 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 being boring. I just got some Jack Daniels here. Uh, and that's it, because I'm moving. That's oh, that's uh, I left. I left. So right now, I'm living out at my grandparents. Uh, I'm recording from a camper right now. Um, hey, man. Wherever you gotta record. But, uh, but I left all my alcohol at my apartment. And so this was the only thing that they had out here. So that's what I'm drinking. 
How disappointed but are they the going to be side. when you take it back in and there's going to be like three sips left? <laughs> <laughs> three sips left. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I don't know how much I'm going to drink tonight. I don't understand how Sebastian drinks this like every week. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Me like too. it doesn't, it doesn't taste good. I think it tastes great. Not, to, I mean, not that what I was gonna be drinking tonight was gonna taste really good. You can't mix that with Baja Blast. I just I promise no. it does not taste good at all. No. Yeah, I I just had some. What I was planning on drinking tonight was the leftover. Uh, I forget what it was called. That Japanese whiskey I had last week, which also tastes. Like crap. Sorry, but you say twice exp- as Japanese expensive. whiskey? Huh? Japanese whiskey? Mm-hmm. Japanese whiskey. Japanese scotch. What was it called? Yep. I just said I don't remember. <laughs> oh. remember. Go back and listen to the last episode. I wasn't on that it, one. I say it. <laughs> I that doesn't. It's, I'm just kidding. You can I know. Listen I'm, to I it know though. I'm still going to. I just haven't had the chance yet. I've been busy as fuck this weekend. <laughs> um, yeah. What are you drinking tonight, Dom? Um, I've got some Terramana tequila and Woodford Reserve whiskey. What is wrong with you? How are you going to go to work tomorrow and be fine? Bruh, this isn't near what I've drank before on the podcast, and you don't <laughs> notice that I drank the night before at all. What do we got as far as news goes? Let's see. I got Sebastian, one. do you got news? Oh, yeah. see. So... I've been actually, I've seen a lot of news stories about it lately. Uh, I just pulled up this new one because I've seen a lot of conflicting stories about this same thing. But this one seems... Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. You better not be talking about what I think you're about to talk about. Because uh-huh. this is an apolitical podcast, Cactus <laughs> Boy. Are we talking about the tiger that escaped in the Houston neighborhood? Oh, God. Oh yeah, you're good. Said, okay, never mind. You're good. You're good. <laughs> no, this is such a political issue, guys. Yeah, I was about okay. to say this is such a bad political issue, my guy. No, you're good. Yeah, so um, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, May sixteenth, uh, yesterday, the owner of a nine-month-old tiger seen loose in a Texas neighborhood last week has surrendered the animal to authorities. Um. We are happy to report that the missing tiger seen in a Houston neighborhood last week has been found and appears to be unharmed, which is awesome. But it says, uh, the tiger named India was immediate pla- immediately placed in the city's animal shelter and is expected to be transported to the Cleveland Armory? Okay. What? Uh, <laughs> what? It's a what? No, military it, that's the <laughs> yeah. It's a high-grade military tiger. No, uh, it, to be tr- transported to the Cleveland Armory Black Beauty Ranch Wildlife Sanctuary. That's a fucking name. Oh, that's a fucking okay. name. All right. Jesus. You had us there in the first half. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> that's a fucking name, man. That's long. Um, Gia. Cuavas and her husband Victor Hugo Cuavas. Uh, sorry, I to- Cuavas. C U E V A. Yeah, Cuavas. Cuavas. Yeah. I'm bad at Spanish. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, are the owners of the tiger? They brought the animal to the authorities Saturday and is not facing criminal charges at this time. 
but uh, HPD Commander Ron Borza emphasized in a news conference Saturday night that it is seriously illegal as well as a completely horrible idea to keep a fucking tiger as a pet in Houston. I think and it's a great idea. Here's a, here's a direct quote. In no way, shape, or form should you have an animal like that in your household. At all. That how did that they, animal we, can get up they... to 600 pounds. It is st- It still has his claws and could do a lot of damage if he decided to. Wait, how did they get the tiger in the first it place? It doesn't say... Uh, other news articles I've read about it so far have stated that... Um, it's an illegal tiger. They got it by illegal means. Okay, got Carol it. Baskin. Yeah, I was about Dude, to say that bitch, Carol like... Baskin. Fucking <laughs> Tiger Fucking King over here. Bitch. Tiger King Two, Electric Boogaloo. Right, <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck's going on in Houston, man? Dude, I probably said this on the podcast once before. Already. Oh, holy I shit! Feel like I did, but you want to get wait this this story takes a plot twist. I'm sorry, I just tried to interrupt. Um, go ahead. The, uh, the ABC News said that they weighed the tiger, and the tiger right now, what is still a baby, it weighs about 175 fucking pounds. So, still a big bitch. Um, the tiger's existence was first made known to authorities by people who saw it and warned their neighbors via the Nextdoor app that the enormous cat was on the loose in the neighborhood and you should keep your children and everyone else needs to get inside. <laughs> um, huh. Victor Hugo... The person who owned the tiger fled the scene with the tiger as police arrived to investigate. And get this, it gets even better. He remains in custody for alleged felony evading arrest. His bond was also revoked to an unrelated 2017 murder charge. What? Dude, this is seriously Tiger King. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, this shit gets deep. Um, but here's the thing. He fled with the tiger, but then when authorities caught up to him, India, the tiger, was not with him when he was arrested. (laughs) Okay. That's the end of the article. (laughs) And then this other couple got the tiger? Uh, no, uh, they actually did finally get a hold of the tiger. And it's being okay. uh, taken to a wildlife facility that's equipped to handle tiger. cat rescue. <laughs> Don't send it there, for the love of God. <laughs> Dude, I probably I probably already said this on the podcast, but I grew up, like, five miles away from big cat rescue. Are you fucking serious? Did you ever go? No, I didn't. I wanted to. There was a few times. My high school was, like, a block over from it. But uh, I had a friend that actually worked there. Really? Um, yeah. Because I know it's all like, yeah. it wasn't it all like volunteer work? Yeah. yeah. So you just like, you didn't really get paid very much, if at all. Yeah, no. No. Uh, they had some employees. I don't remember if she was an actual employee or a volunteer there. I think she was a volunteer. But still, that's kind of dope, but, um, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the other thing that story reminded me of is like, Grew up in up in Florida. Like I remember these stories of these people that were raised like alligators. What? <laughs> and, and like there, I I I distinctly remember at least watching one very sad video about a guy who like 
raised an alligator since it was a baby until but it eventually of course got too big for him to keep the gator boy so he had to release it into the wild <laughs> and it was like framed as this sad story and i'm like why is why is someone raising a gator that seems weird and but super not as weird as dangerous. it should have seemed <laughs> i just legitimately don't understand and i don't think i'll ever be able to comprehend the whole exotic animal thing like having a super mm-hmm. crazy exotic animal as a pet like yeah check this out i got a fucking white tiger or check this out i have a chimpanzee hey i don't want to die because my animal gets pissed at me one day and it's way fucking stronger than me and just decides i'm gonna slap dad around a little bit <laughs> so the tranquilizer got us for yeah but... i want a pet lion oh fuck you dad fuck you shotgun <laughs> That is a, uh, that's illegal, my dude. Trank guns are illegal? That's fine. No, pet lions oh, are Oh, yeah, illegal. I was about to say, you can't have those in Indiana. There are some states... In most parts of the United there States. There are some states that still allow it, but in most cases, the only reason they allow it is because of the grandfather clause that allows you... Like, you're not allowed to buy another one, but if you already have one in your family, that can be, you know, like, mm-hmm. passed down until that animal passes. What if it has cubs? You have to get rid of them. Oh, that's so horrible. It is. America it is. always be separating parents from their children, and that's as political as oh, we're ever getting. No. That's where we'll draw the line. <laughs> Reverse the... See, it wasn't political because the joke was it wasn't about politics. It was about lions. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking um, slick bitch. What monster would separate a lion from its parent? U.S. government. Bad. You fucking slick bitch. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Um, All right, well, in that, other news, does anybody else have anything? That's that's the news. Oh, that's the news this week. The the um. All right, we'll just call that Tiger King two. Because that's basically what it fucking was. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's let's get into let's dive right into the uh, VR. VR t- VR tech. Yes, that's the first item on our list tonight. Um, and I was talking with uh, Shotgun a little bit about this before the before the show. I was saying I I don't get into VR that much. As much as I enjoy video games, VR isn't really appealing for me right now because it feels like the technology is still in its infancy stage. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is crazy because it it's just been around for close to, I mean, shit, older than me. I think one of the first VR things I can really, I wouldn't really call it VR, but like what they mm-hmm. proclaimed as VR was the Virtual Boy, and that was like ninety five. Yeah. And it's even it's even actually older than that. It just wasn't used for video games yeah. really prior to like that. training stuff. Um, yeah, um, but like, yeah the it just seems like it's one of those things it's very because it's a new technology sort of it's um it's very hard to get it's still in the early adapter phase if you get what i'm yeah. saying mm-hmm. not um, a lot of people are programming for it yet still yeah which makes it you know and 
being an early adapter of any technology is prohibitively expensive. Yeah. Like if we look at other things like, you know, solar technology, solar technology is just now getting to the point where it's affordable for the normal person, m- middle class people. Yeah. yeah. Um, the blue collar people. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like, you know, freaking if solar solar panels were super dirt cheap, it's, everyone would have them. There's no reason not to have them, except maybe if you're one of those people that think they look ugly. But hey, Elon Musk is fixing that. <laughs> or he was. I don't know if he actually cares about that. The modern day Lord and Savior, Elon. But anyway, it's the same thing with VR technology, is it's like, it's, it's an expense thing. So... Uh, Shotgun, why don't you tell us a little bit about... I think you're the most well-equipped to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you were bringing up some interesting stuff in the pre-show, so... Yeah, so, like, we were talking about in the pre-show, I agree with you in some points where it's in its Mm -hmm. infancy, just because, like you said, it is so expensive to have enough coders who are advanced enough to learn how to do vr coding and all that jazz mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like games like super hot or beat saber they're simplistic mm-hmm. they're good for learning vr and uh, like fun as fuck yeah yeah i i'm not a massive fan of beat saber just because i'm i was never a huge fan of like music games where you're like Dominic's got no rhythm. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, oh, you're not a fan of Guitar Hero. Well, I mean, I like it, but I'm. It, it's kind of like watching sports. I would much rather play Guitar Hero, bro. Fuck your ass up. I have a distinct core memory of playing Guitar Hero we with played, you and your family. We played Rocksmith. Oh. Uh, well, no, 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 no. It was Guitar Hero. Nope. We never owned Guitar Hero. It was on the PlayStation 2, and we had Rocksmith. Rocksmith never came out for the PS2. It may have been 360, though. I there mean, you go. Stupid. No, no, no. We played Rocksmith on the 360, yeah. but we played... Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. It wasn't... It was either Guitar Hero or there's the other Rock one that's band. like Guitar yeah. Hero. Uh, oh, Rocksmith Rock is not like Rock Guitar Hero. Rock Band. Yeah, it was Rock yeah. Band. Yes, yeah. rock band because uh, your I I distinctly okay. remember your dad being on the drums and your sister doing like karaoke <laughs> and it was just the vibe. Yeah, <laughs> see, it's a game. That's a game where I'm just like, yeah, if I'm playing it with people, it can be entertaining. But mm-hmm. it's it, I was but never so interested that I played so. I never played that game so. You never played the guitar. Yeah, you hero never. Or rock you never band wanted to be a rocksmith god. Rocksmith, I played solo because oh, I'm yeah. actually you, learning how to play guitar. I was about to say that teaches you how to actually play guitar, but at the yeah. same time, the guitar here. I, I honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't a big fan of Rock Band. Mm-hmm. Guitar Hero, though, those games, mm-hmm. they all had a fucking dumbass, goofy story, and it was basically just every game. It was basically just you're starting up a fucking cover band that covers all these famous songs and then you get signed to a record label at the end but one of the best ones is guitar hero 3 you literally get signed to a record label that's owned by the devil so oh, the very last like boss fight for the game 
is you trying to like win your soul back from the devil by beating him in a fucking rock off. See, that's probably why I never played Guitar Hero, because my parents probably thought it was satanic. Yeah. Isn't that the plot of the Tenacious D film? It is exactly the plot of the Tenacious D film. They came out around the same time, too, which is funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's freaking awesome. Right? And you know what's great? One of the last songs that you have to play for, like, the last set, because each part of the game, instead of levels, they have, like, sets that you have to play. And you have to, like, mm-hmm. beat four songs out of, like, a six-song set list without failing to progress. Mm-hmm. And then you can do encores to beat the other two. But, uh, fucking one of the last songs that you have to play on the last set list is literally The Metal by Tenacious D. Mm. <laughs> I love that song. Dude, right? It's so perfect. I was just like, that's amazing. And you're literally battling the devil. Like, while you're playing that song, and trying to be better at guitar than him. It's fucking awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. But, yeah, like... The, sorry, everyone knows the tangent devil there, is notoriously bad at music. <laughs> He's a great goddamn like, fiddle player, though. Freaking, yeah. Freaking fiddle players, guitar players, he just can't win. No. <laughs> he really can't. I, you know, I think he just overestimates his own skill. He's probably decent. He just is like, yeah, I can beat everyone, and then he finds literally like you know what his problem is. The he has best too, player he in the has world. Too much big dick energy. Like, oh yeah, I'm better than you. <laughs> like that's that big devil BDE big devil energy. Yeah, big devil energy. That's his problem. The devil's real name is Chad. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> or fucking Kyle. Oh yes. <laughs> Shout out to our that's boss. I apologize freaking... if you listen to this. <laughs> Get the fuck back on topic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, Dominic, what are your opinions on the Oculus Rift by Facebook? Wait, Um, what? It's by Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, by Facebook. So it was a Facebook owns Oculus. Here, it it was a small indie developer. It was like some college kid developed the tech, and Facebook was like, "Hey." We know you don't have a huge dev team to back this up. We'll just give you a massive fucking payout and um, just payouts throughout the development if you let us buy it from you. So then we have the rights to it. And he's like, yeah, I'm in college and I need money. So sure. (laughs) So yeah, Facebook owns it. You have to have a Facebook account to link to it and... If for whatever reason you violate their terms of agreement, they literally have the coding capabilities to brick your VR set. So it is literally a useless hunk of plastic and electronics. So that, Um, I don't agree. Shout out Facebook for being, you know, the best company on the planet. Thanks, Mark. Totes. Um, Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) Oh, hi, Mark. Mark. (laughs) Dear Lord, <laughs> you know he ha- you know he has a bot that like listens to every audio clip ever uploaded, and every article every ever published at where it says his name, he listens to it to see what they're That's saying. Oh shit! Weird. Instagram is owned by Facebook now. We're fucked. Oh, oh no! Crap. 
<laughs> well, th- wait, no, okay, I guess we got... Sebastian, did you ever make that Twitter quick link it to the Patreon so it doesn't go down? <laughs> He's a quick link it to the we Patreon. We have to have one so social media account linked to it. Mm. <laughs> At least. Stay tuned for the Wasted Youth's official Twitter account <laughs> that will never be checked by anyone. <laughs> because ever. it's fucking Except Twitter. for the automated postings whenever we upload an episode because yes. Anchor is an amazing distributor of podcasts. Also, occasionally, we'll tell you to buy Dogecoin. Yes. Invest yes. in Dogecoin while you can. Yeah. For real. No joke. Do it. It's like riding a roller coaster <laughs> of Am I going to be rich tomorrow happens. or am I going to be broke? Let's find out. One day you're looking at selling your house to pay for fuel, and the next day you're looking at mansions in Hollywood. Let's go. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> with the doge coin oh my goodness it sounds fucked up but i actually have a lot of friends that have made like over fifteen thousand dollars off that shit now and i'm just like fuck and on, on doge wait on on doge specifically yeah, and i'm like fuck you yeah freaking if meme currency it, the way really i explained it to my dad literally was can't make money doge off coin, of it. it's so weird go ahead sebastian no that's it oh uh, the way I explained Dogecoin to my dad, he's like, that's that's one of those memes, right? I'm like, no, it's actually a cryptocurrency. It started But the way I explain it... Dogecoin to him is it is the lottery of cryptocurrency. Yeah. People buy into well, it... it cheap, then sell it when it's expensive at the turn of a hat. Hence why it's so volatile. Yeah, well, it's well, it's so volatile because it's meant to be a meme currency. It's like plutonium, man. It was man. never, you never designed know the to actually be happen. taken seriously. It's freaking they, the it's it's designed in such a way that it can't actually accumulate that much value, but it can um, if you do it right. But it, but yes, some people have made it to where there have been waves of it multiplying in value significantly so yes if you put a thousand dollars in dogecoin theoretically if you sell it at a high point you can make a few thousand dollars off yeah. of more it. than a few <laughs> on some occasions yeah but um yeah so facebook can literally break your oculus vr headsets which sucks, but bullshit, it's a company. Yeah. This, this, I feel like, I feel like we're heading for an SAO scenario, <laughs> dude. Right? We're gonna, we're gonna, everyone, everyone's gonna get the first fully immersive VR headset and play this like open world dude, game, so... and then we're all gonna get teleported into an arena, and Mark Zuckerberg is gonna be like, "I have created this arena." This game, you can't log out, uh, and if you die in the game, you die in real life. Good luck. Ten years, Mark Zuckerberg is gonna be Kaiba. Um, <laughs> in ten years, Disney Corporation is gonna run the planet. No, in ten years, Disney is gonna it's gonna go bankrupt. They own everything. They do own a lot. Yeah. yeah. But people are getting less and less happy about that. No, that's fair. I don't understand how we haven't charged them with like running a monopoly. Like as soon as as soon as they start producing, uh, or stop producing good Star Wars content, Disney's gonna die. 
Oh, hey, guys, 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 real quick. Hmm. Boneworks for VR, one of the most badass and realistic feeling it it legitimately just when you play that game it feels weighted it damn near feels like you have guns in your hands it's the most responsive vr game i've ever played what are your guys' opinions on it i think it's fucking amazing i never i never played i think combined with um there's prototype haptic feedback gloves and like vests out and shit I combined think combined with that, with oh that my God. dear lord, it is so good. Because even that... Ju- even just this, like, even if you don't have the chance to play it with, like, the haptic feedback and actually get to, like, feel, like, the vibration of, like, getting shot or whatever. Mm. Uh, the vibration of getting shot. Yeah, the haptic feedback vests <laughs> and shit. Have you not seen those? They're insane. Oh, no, 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 no. It's I I, 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 I agree. Just like the, it's not going to actually the... feel like you're getting shot, but yeah, I, I was going to say just <laughs> the, the the level of immersion that we have with VR is you get a little vibration when you get well, shot. It's like you don't actually want to get tag. shot. It well, hurts. It's more immersive than that. It like feels like an impact, but I would compare it to more like a pain the one I've seen at least. Imagine wearing like uh, a canvas vest mm-hmm. and getting shot with a paintball oh uh, okay. like nah, you man, feel I impact want... said, but nah, it's not man, i like kind of wanted to sting a little bit <laughs> i want i want my vr vest to impale a spike through my chest when i get that shot. would kill you i have a feeling exactly. that would not <laughs> you, exactly. if you die in the game you die in real life all right so what is this stay alive the only slasher that disney made <laughs> wait what so disney made a slasher disney actually made a slasher in like 2006 and frankie munez from malcolm in the middle is actually one of the main stars of it and literally the whole concept of the movie is there's this game called stay alive and you play the game and if you die in the video game uh the ghost that like haunts the game comes out and kills you in the way that you die in the video game. <laughs> so literally what you just <laughs> described is already an actual movie made by Disney. I mean, I mean if you die in the game, you die in real life is a meme that originated with Sword Art Online. You should know this cactus boy. <laughs> you have a laughing coffin tattoo. Yeah, but that movie came out like 10 years before Sword Art Online. <laughs> So Sword Art Online ripped off Disney. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Another kinda. reason why it's and bad. And it's also, like I said, it's the only slasher movie Disney's ever made. Again, why the fuck did Disney do that? I don't know. But fun. <laughs> fun fact. There you go. Because they're Disney. The mouse can do anything. Hey, the mouse is sp- scheduled to uh, come into public domain in two years. Are you fucking kidding so, me? Yeah, so we can expect that in two years, uh, the laws surrounding what is and isn't public domain are going to change hardcore because <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's the pattern if you look back at every every time there's like a major extension or change in regulation around public domain laws it's right around the time that mickey mouse is scheduled to come into public domain oh god 
So, do we want to talk about how um, Steam acquired the makers of Boneworks? I think they're... Oh, did they really? Yeah, uh, Stress Level Zero. Hmm. They got a lot... Well, they didn't acquire Stress Level Zero. A lot of the dudes from Stress Level Zero went to help Steam make um, Half-Life Alex, the new VR exclusive Half-Life game. A lot of the code... Uh, in Half-Life Alex is actually based off Boneworks. Uh, yeah, I did know that. I didn't know Steam acquired them. They didn't, like like or, I said, they didn't really acquire them. Didn't like, acquire them, but acquired the, like a, some of the programmers. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the dudes that worked on, that worked for Stress Level Zero went to work for Valve. I, huh. Because Valve's kind of dirty like that, and they'll see some new tech that they like, and they'll be like, well, I'm just going to buy you out. That's your fun. company outright or if i can't do that and you won't let me do that i'll just convince all the people that work for you to come work for us <laughs> that's why you make your employees sign a non-compete but look i'm okay with that because it's valve and yeah Half-Life I love alex valve. is gold dude i haven't even had a yeah. chance to play it yet i want to so fucking bad half-life is legitimately one of my favorite game series of all time mm-hmm. i think i've yeah. bought the first half-life Probably ten, ten times, just on different PCs. I've bought the Dreamcast version, which actually wasn't even officially released. Completely finished, but never actually officially released. Uh, got the PS2 version that I literally still play, like, once a year. I'll bust it they out. They released that on PS2? Half-Life 1? Yeah. Yeah, and it's probably the best-looking version of the game. I thought it was only PC. That's wild. Yeah, that is interesting. And get but... this, um, the Dreamcast version uh, of Half-Life 1 was made by Gearbox Software. Yeah. And they also made the PS2 version, and what they did for each different version of the game was they made a brand new separate story expansion. Um, mm. I'm sure you've heard of Half-Life Blue Shift. Yeah. Yeah. That that actually was made exclusively for the Dreamcast version of the game, but since it never actually officially got released, Gearbox ported it to PC and just made it a PC port. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, I thought when I bought the full collection, I saw Blue Shift, but yep. yeah, that makes sense. Blue Shift and Opposing Force, because both of those were made by Gearbox, and the PS2 version has an exclusive story campaign that is also made by Gearbox, that you can actually find mods for online to play it um, not split-screen, because on the PS2 version, it's called Half-Life Decay, and you play as two female scientists, but it's split-screen, and you actually have to work together to solve certain puzzles. It's really cool. It's one of the first games I've ever seen do something like that. Hmm. And it gets almost ignored, because a lot of people don't even know that the PS2 version of this game fucking exists. That's crazy. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I've played through like half of the beginning mission of Half Life Alex, and honestly, ever since it, my uh, my brother doesn't it take place before Half Life Two. Do what? Doesn't it take place before Half Life Two? If I'm uh, not mistaken, I yeah, actually don't know because it's illegal for it's illegal for anything 
canonically to take place after Half-Life 3. That's fair. Well, it'd be illegal according it'd be, to Gaben. It'd be illegal for anything to happen after Half-Life 2 Episode 3, which never fucking came out. Fuck you, Valve. Put it out. Eat a dick. Why are you scared of the number 3? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so accurate. No, it's I'm not joking. They're they gonna ha- they're gonna release Half Life Two Episode Two Part. Yeah, two. no shit. I'm not even kidding you. They would do that before they ever put out Half Life Two Episode Three or just Half Life Three. But like, fuck you, man. They made half. They made fucking Left for Dead One, and then Left for Dead Two came out literally a week before the one year anniversary of Left for Dead One. <laughs> Then they'll make then they'll make Half Life Two, Part Two, Episode Two, the second part. Yeah, like no shit. Um, yeah, they make me so mad. Why are you scared of the number three, Valve? <laughs> Fuck you. You guys bought the rights to Dota, and then you made Dota Two after like fifteen you know years, what? and then you were just like, you oh fuck it, we're not gonna make Dota Three. Uh. They don't. They don't have. They don't have the rights to the number three. That's probably. Oh, you're right. They probably don't own. They don't have the number three trademark, so they can't use it. See, see, Microsoft owns the rights to the number three. That's why they're the only ones that can make trilogy. Because they 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 made the they made the trademark official when they made the Xbox Three Sixty. Makes sense. Makes sense. It does actually. You know what? Illuminati (laughs) confirmed. Oh god. That's why no other console has had a three in the title since PlayStation Three. That came out before the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty came out before the PlayStation Three by a whole year. You're lying. No, I'm not. Play Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty came out in two thousand five. PlayStation Three debuted in November of two thousand six. Eat my ass. Check your check your facts, my dude. What about Modern Warfare Three? I didn't say games. (laughs) I said consoles. consoles. And but, I still, I just, and it was really, and it was a released on the Xbox. Thus, it got permission. Um, to you got me there, Chief. Have you, have you ever seen a PlayStation exclusive trilogy, my dude? Uncharted. Yes. Literally, what the fuck? Okay, how about this? <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Dexter. I can go on. Are you dumb? All right. All right, you guys, you guys are ruining the joke. Good job. No, Good the, job. The, you ruined the joke. <laughs> the joke is funnier because we're both like, no, fuck you, Micah, for once in our damn lives, we are correct and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> this one time, Micah is I'm writing this absurdly down wrong about something. I'm writing this down. Dominic, Dominic's engraving this in a plaque. Micah was wrong hey, on hey, 5-17-2021 hey, hey, at exactly 12 I'm getting that tattooed. Micah, can I correct you on one more thing real quick? Go for it. Because I just looked it up to make sure it was 100% a fact. And not only is it 110% a fact, I was almost right down to the day. Um, The Xbox 360 released on November 22nd, 2005. And then almost exactly a year later, on November 11th, 2006, the PlayStation 3 came out. Hmm. So yeah, the Xbox 360 beat the PS3 by almost a whole wait, year. When did the PS3? Wait, when did the PS3? November come out? 11th, 2006. Oh, I th- okay. Gotcha. Damn. And the Xbox 360 was November 22nd, 2005. Only two years, uh-huh. or sorry, not two years, about three years after uh, the first Xbox 
which is like a super short lifespan for a console. True. Uh-huh. True. But but yeah, yeah proved like... you wrong. Ha ha ha. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> um. So. But 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 wait. Question. What? When did when did when did the uh, Xbox 360 Elite come out? The Elite. Yeah. Yes. Uh. Let me see. I can. <laughs> I can see real quick. The Elite released April 29th, ninth, two thousand seven. And do you know why? Do you know why they released the Elite? Because the regular 360 was ass at that point. So they could get the fucking trademark. <laughs> oh, no. Point proven. Fuck you, Micah. I swear to God. Fuck you, Micah. Microsoft owns the number three. I rest my case. <laughs> point proven. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. You win. Now VR. <laughs> VR. Okay. Oh my god. Virtual reality. Um. So. All right. So, what's your guys' favorite VR game out there so far? I mean, since I haven't played through Half Life Alex completely, I'm going to exclude that. Uh, I've been playing this game past few weekends called Onward. Um, basically, it's like a military simulator-esque game. The reason I say isk is because like, it's not it's not Tarkov level. Uh, I wish it was because Tarkov VR would be terrifying as hell. But, I wouldn't play it. Oh, I would. I wouldn't. Hell I'd, yeah. I'd shit my Dude, pants. You I'd realize... get domed in the head and be like, okay, I'm done. No, but here's here's my thought process. The skill required to play vr is so much higher than mouse and keyboard and all the keybinds would be reduced to actually doing it in vr like blind firing mm-hmm. overhead blind firing to the side throwing grenade checking ammo all that shit right it the only thing would be the ui like the inventory management mm-hmm. that would be a struggle but the fact of the matter is it would be so much harder for people to be such crazy, just cracked players when having the best armor and mm-hmm. shit in the game. I would love the hell out of that. Because in the two weeks, or two weekends, I have played Onward. Um, in order to reload, you don't just press a singular button. You press a button to release the mag. You have to grab the mag. If you want to keep it, you put it back in your vest, which right now there's really no point unless you shoot a partial mag, because there's no way to reload that ammo. Um, okay. So typically I drop it. Yeah. But then you have to grab a, a fresh mag from your vest, insert it in the gun, then find the um, charging handle or lever action or whatever the gun has and charge the firearm, hence sending another round into the chamber. Right. Like, it is so realistic in that sense. I went from dying to one person immediately 
literally this is less than three hours playtime, to being able to take on six AI at once and recognizing whether I could reload or if I had to drop my primary and draw my sidearm and to finish the fight. Dang. At that point, why don't you just go out and shoot people in real life? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, that escalated <laughs> way too quickly. But, like, the versatility of it. Um, I was telling Micah in the pre-show. In, like, Call of Duty, if somebody's behind you, you have to turn your entire person that way and line them up with center of your screen, ADS, if they're far enough away. I literally had a circumstance where I had run out of ammo totally in my primary weapon. I was using an AS Val. And I drew my Glock. And there was a guy to my left over my shoulder. I literally just looked left to the point I barely saw him in the corner of my vision. And I shot over my shoulder behind me and killed him. So, it is so just immersive in that sense that you can actually do crazy shit like that instead of fucking having to be restricted to a 2D-ish platform. Mm -hmm. It's just... It, it gives me faith that the VR platform is going to continue to get better and better because it it seriously has me wanting to buy VR where I was at the same thought process you had, Micah, where I'm like, eh, it's still pretty fresh. It's still pretty new. I'll hold off. But now I'm like, it's good enough where I'm willing to buy into it now. And then, mm -hmm. like consoles, continue to upgrade my equipment as new equipment comes out till I reach the point at which... I am now with my PC where I'm like, okay, I have no complaints. I'm now only restricted by skill. I could get better equipment. I would love a better monitor than a 1080p, but I, I'm no longer like, God, I wish I had a better graphics card so I could have better frames. Mm -hmm. I would love to be at that point in VR where... I have the haptic feedback gloves. I've got the omnidirectional treadmill. I've I've got the suit. Like as close to full dive as you can get. That would be just yeah, you get, so cool. You're talking like ready player one level stuff right here. Literally well, like VR from movies back in the day where it was like a full bodysuit and like it just took over like a whole room that you would just well, be in. The only thing mm -hmm. is you're still totally conscious like you're not you're not going full dive it's got nothing to do with your brain so nah man i, I i'm waiting till mark zuckerberg wants to plug a usb stick directly into my spinal cord oh god elon musk is supposedly working on that so we'll see that'd be pretty pretty sick <laughs> but we'll s you'll finally get finally get the data wafers from like the uh traveler rpg <laughs> oh my god but yeah i'm i'm excited for it. i i don't know which vr i'd buy i mean if it was a perfect world and money was no object i'd definitely get the um uh valve index just because 
Mm-hmm. Either that or the uh, HTC something Pro, Vive Pro, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. whichever one's the best out currently, because I mean, my brother has the portable version and it's really good. But there's times where I'm playing, I'm like, it's just a little blurry. And that yeah, kind of, mm-hmm. it, it throws off the immersion to the point of, like, you got to take off the headset and, like, your depth of field is thrown off because you're looking at a screen super yeah. close. Yeah. But it it's immersing you to the point of you you start to get an accurate representation of distance from your character in game. Mm-hmm. So. Uh... What about you, Cactus Boy? What's your favorite VR game out right now? Wait, what? <laughs> what's your What's your favorite VR game out Dude, right now? Dude, my brain just shut off for a second. I was like, words don't exist. Um, <laughs> my favorite VR game out right now? Yeah. Um, I was actually just looking at the big list of them. Uh, currently, I haven't... Also, hold up. I want you to know that I'm literally like making faces every time i drink this jack daniels <laughs> well maybe if you Seriously. just quit being such a little baby it's not it's it's not like anything baby it, it tastes bad yeah, no why do people drink great. jack daniels are you mixing it with coca-cola no, no there's your problem well i was saying there's coke. there's where you fucked up it doesn't really mix with anything but coke <laughs> I'm not, yes, I'm just drinking it by itself right now. Oh, no, well, I, I can drink it on the rocks. It with Coke. That's fine with me. I don't mind that. I had some earlier on the rocks, but that didn't taste good either. So, well, you know. Personally, I'm not gonna lie. My favorite, I after looking at the list of the VR games that I have played, my favorite one that I've played through so far is uh, Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. That game oh, I is forgot that was so on fucking scary. Oh my god. And I actually just started playing through it again. Not in VR because um, I actually don't own a decent functioning VR headset mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, but I can't wait to play through Resident Evil 8. I'm so excited for it. One of my bosses at work was actually just telling me about it. And he said... Um, one of his favorite lines that doesn't ruin any of the story is there is a new merchant. They brought the merchant back from like Resident Evil 4, mm-hmm. but it's not the same guy. And as a matter of fact, the first time you meet him, he literally says, Welcome, stranger. I'm just kidding. That's something my friend used to say. And I was <laughs> just like, Oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> I was like, That's amazing. That's awesome. So yeah, that's actually that's actually uh something I'm kind of hyped about VR for is uh definitely the horror renaissance. Yes, dude, that's gonna come horror with it. Horror is being brought back in such an amazing way through VR. Well, well yeah, because the I mean horror video games like I don't know. I would say the the peak of horror games was like the the ps2 game mm, i'd say ps1 yeah yeah P- even ps1 yeah basically you had you had resident premise. evil 1 2 and 3 yeah well i mean kind of the trend you see is that the 
the worse the technology, the better the horror game is. Because you're, um, nowadays with HD graphics and stuff like that, a lot is, like, there's not much left to the imagination. Whereas when you're playing some of these classic horror games, because of the limited graphics limitations, like, you know, you'll have things like a super thick fog that, you know, is meant to disguise the fact that they're not rendering that many polygons. But uh, it a, a side effect is that it's you're left to imagine a lot of what's out there. And so with the emergence of you know, things like haptic feedback. Uh, it's good right now, but it's not great yet. Like, we don't... I wouldn't say we have commonly what you would call HD haptic feedback technology. Yeah. I mean, um, we kind of do, but, like, unless you're willing to spend upwards of, like, fucking $50,000 on all the equipment to do that, <laughs> good luck. That's, that's, that's why I said commonly. Um... Which means nobody's developing games for it, or at least not that many people are. So a lot of the a lot of the things you get with haptic feedback is, you know, you're filling in your imagination of oh, what is that? You know, what is this vibration or what is this poke supposed to mean? Actually, poke poke. Um, so it kind of gives you that sense of uh, uncertainty again that we haven't had in video yeah. games for a while. Like, additionally, uh, something interesting I've noticed with horror games is um, I was playing Phasmophobia with uh, Shotgun and a few is of Is that our game friends. any good? I've heard a lot of people play it. And... Well, here's the thing. What I heard about it when it first came out is like that it was the creepiest horror game in a long time. I don't know about that. Out. You played Outlast? Those games are horrifying. Oh, God. Yeah. Those games were actually but horrifying. Playing, but I was when I was playing it, it was it was really interesting because it wasn't really that scary at all. Because we were playing and and what I I figured out their reasoning for that because one of the players that we were playing with is a listener to this podcast and I won't you know call them out by name but you know who you are has like a million hours in the game. That's fucking rad and. And they're just like you know playing this game, like a speed run. It's a speed run. This is like they're playing like to the meta of this game, right. which is cool in a sense. It was interesting to you know participate in and observe, but it really like when you know the game that well that you can play it like that, it kind of detracts from the horror element of it. Yeah, so. With the VR element, that brings... And I know Phasmophobia has a VR yes. version um, as well. That's not what we are playing, though. So the VR element brings something new to the table where you don't really have that many expert VR users out there. Um, so, you know, no one's fully accustomed to VR right now. Uh, that's not true. Um, the supercomputer alien cyborg human being that is John Carmack, the creator of id Software, uh, that man spends the rest of his life in VR. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I I'm I'm speaking generally right now. That's fair. Uh so like you you have this element where it's like you don't have anyone that you're going to be playing with that's going to necessarily be able to speed run and you know easily move around within a horror in a vr environment and even if you do you're probably not able to um and so that's still gonna be kind of creepy to try to adjust to a different control screen uh scheme uh in a horror game especially one as immersive and kind of isolating as vr because um i mean as immersive as some horror games are you're still at the end of the day looking at a screen and you can get up and walk away from the computer now some games screw with your head and that's really fun but there's nothing quite like having a helmet strapped to your face that is holding the screen and anywhere you look the game is still there yeah seriously that's the most like gratifying feeling i think i've ever felt Mm -hmm. literally just any any vr game it could literally be like one of the shitty vr like cell phone games just just mm-hmm. the being able to sit down or stand up and have that strapped to your face, even if it's just like a shitty screen, and just look around, mm-hmm. and wherever you look, there's an actual room there that isn't there in real life, but that you're just seeing. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Even in the simple, even also- in the simplest form of VR, that's fucking awesome. That's mind blowing. Yep. I'll say for me personally, I've spent an a decent amount of time in two VR games. Um, I've played uh, the super hot VR version. I heard that's I've fucking played, great. It is. I've pl- it is, and I've played Beat Saber. Um, not gonna lie, Beat Saber just feels like. Uh, Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, if you guys remember that. Yeah, game. that's fair. Oh, like it doesn't. My God, do I remember Dance Dance Revolution? Yeah, like like us, or you know what is a better example? Even is uh, just dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more accurate. Like yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're uh, actually. It doesn't take advantage of VR really all that much. The entire game like could be played with two Wii remotes on a screen and you'd get the same you'd get the same deal. Yeah. Um I guess there's some parts of it where you have to move out of the way of certain things, but Well and two that could be removed from most most maps and not detract yeah. from it. And to be fair, Beat Saber is a really, really good um like entry game for Yeah, it does it does teach you how to manipulate a virtual environment. It's guitar hero with your hands. Uh, it's less you can't, guitar you can't really hero. argue with that. No, I'd say I'd say it's more similar to just well, dance. I if you are gonna compare it to Guitar Hero I would I just, say more I just rock can, I band. Just, than I just drums. compare it to yeah. I was about to say I just compare it more like that because you're actually like hitting a physical note on screen. 
like you do in Guitar Hero. Like you have to hit it at the perfect moment to make it make the right sound. Kind of. Although I don't ever see there being the same competitive level of Beat Saber as there is in Guitar Hero. Oh no, the love for Guitar Hero that people still have to this day is absolutely insane. I mean, and it's not even just the love for Guitar Hero, it's the precision possible in Guitar Hero. Also, I'm not going to lie, I actually just ordered a, um, a Wii version of the Guitar Hero controller to connect to a USB Bluetooth remote that will allow me to play Guitar Hero on my PC because I downloaded a version of Guitar Hero that allows you to download every single track from every single Guitar Hero game and play them all in the same game. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I'm totally going to do that because that's fun. But yeah, Guitar Hero, especially the more recent entries but even the Ooh, older the ones the newer ones no they they uh they allow an insane degree of precision when playing the song they don't require it to do well are you talking about that weird they, guitar like, that had like the three buttons on top and the three buttons on top no 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 no, no. i'm just talking about standard guitar here i'm talking about time oh okay i was um, gonna say because they they released if, like a newer guitar that had like three buttons on top and three buttons on bottom that actually allowed for like more realistic chords yeah. mm-hmm. while you're playing yeah I, I don't know i don't know how well that was received that it was kind wasn't of wasn't received you know... very well because it basically alienated everyone that had already learned and how to play guitar hero because they were like yeah i oh, can imagine this. That. it's a new guitar and it's set up different and now i have to completely relearn how to play the game because it works completely different now yeah i mean at that point why don't you just why don't you just pick a, up a copy of Rocksmith? Yeah. Why don't you just pick up a, cheap, a real guitar? Cheap bass guitar. Yeah. Yep. Pretty if much. You're gonna try and mimic or a cheap bass guitar. Yeah, if you're gonna try and mimic a real guitar like that much, why don't you just pick up an actual fucking guitar? Hmm. But uh, yeah, Beat Saber doesn't really ever like reward you for that high degree of precision, like. In reality, for getting a perfect strike in Beat Saber, there's a very there's a very large window that you have. There's like a um, point system, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's a point system. So it's system. like the main incentive you, to you know, try harder. It's just yeah, just there, there's there's a. I mean, and there's there's a community high score system. Yeah. Um. But you know that that kind of. It gives that gives it more of an arcade vibe than uh, Guitar Hero had. That you could find Guitar Hero in some arcades. I was about to that say that was pretty fun. But if you want to get but, but that wasn't Guitar Hero is a ripoff of Guitar Freaks, which was an actual arcade yeah. game in the nineties. But that, but that's not the culture of the no, game. not at all. Yeah, um, the culture yeah, of the game the, the is culture fucking of punk guitar- rock. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the culture presented by the game. I'm talking about the culture of Guitar Hero fans. The culture of Guitar oh, Hero fans okay. is uh, playing insane modded versions of the Do game. Do you want to see how fast my fingers have... can move? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a very niche 
section of the competitive gaming community. And I don't think Beat Saber will ever have that. I, I do Super think hot, they will, on though, the other hand, at some point. It, they'd no, have to it they'd won't. have to alter the game somewhat um, in like, order so, to reach what, that competitive what is, level. What is Beat Saber like, focused on now? Is it like trying to be like... Like your I w- own ooh, personal drum ooh. machine, or are you like trying to be like drums itself? Okay, imagine Fruit Ninja, only the fruit is based Nubs. on beat of the music. Okay, that is how I well, would compare. And, so it's like dub. It's like and see, that's not even necessarily accurate though, because because here's the problem with Beat Saber, is the majority of the good content is user generated content. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. And there seems to be two different philosophies when creating a Beat Saber track or map or whatever you would call it. Um, There's the philosophy of the traditional rhythm game where you actually play to... You you line everything up to the beat of the track. So we're talking about like back in the day with SingStar... However, a significant chunk of the user-generated content seems to be uh, created by people who don't really understand music that well. Yeah, and that's or how rhythm really or upsetting. beat works, and they like alternate between following the melody of a song and following the core rhythm of a song whatever is more prominent but i can see why they do it because it's also it also falls down to like what's more fun to play at that moment in the song yeah exactly which is in my opinion it's kind of fucky because you're right it does it does it's it's like you do go from like okay well this part's guitar clearly and now you're like playing Mm -hmm. a bass and now this part's drums yeah and they're not trying to like make it actually match up to what you're doing on screen. They're just trying to give you the most fun parts of the song to actually play. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, I don't know, it seems like a fundamentally bad design philosophy. And I I I know people who enjoy that. It's super disjointed. But, yeah. But because of the inconsistency in in this user-generated content, it kind of makes it hard for any kind of competitive scene to generate. Yeah. Okay, I see. I see With where you're coming Hero, from. There, then, what no, I said. Okay, I see. I see Sorry. where you're coming from there. Then, yeah. With Guitar Hero, the user-generated content that's prominent is like there's there's modders out there uh, that you know you know the stuff they create is good and they have a reputation for creating good tracks uh and then everyone you see on youtube playing certain songs is playing the same version of the song yeah. because that's just agreed upon by the community that's the one you need to go to, to. Be the best version yeah whereas if i look up you know like if i look up through the fire and flames for guitar hero oh. i mean actually they probably have an official version of that it's actually on guitar but it's actually the last song that you play yeah. on guitar hero 3 yeah they also have a modded version for that. Yeah, that actually so, makes it harder and like more yes. close to the notes you have to hit in real life. But but you'll find one of two things if you if you search guitar if you search guitar hero through the fire and flames you'll find one of th- two things you'll find either people playing the original 
version that would came with the mm-hmm. game or you'll find people playing one modded version of it even though there's probably a bunch of people who have made mods modded versions of that right. song there's only one that people actually play seriously because you know the community has just decided that's the version you play if you want to like make a serious attempt at playing the song whereas if you look up through the fire and flames on beat saber there's probably like 20 different versions that you'll find that people are playing Mm -hmm. so that kind of broadness and diversity in uh just the one song makes it really difficult to have a competitive community of players no yeah yeah i i agree with that um i feel like the competitive scene of vr will definitely be more i mean there's obviously going to be others potentially but i Mm -hmm. foresee it more of like uh Maybe not quite Arma level, but just first person, mm-hmm. realistic first person shooters. Like, I can see how Supra, mm-hmm. you'd have like competitive speed runs, um, mm-hmm. which I've already seen a bunch of videos on that, both VR yeah. and non VR. Just like. Yeah, the, the reason for that, I think, not to yeah, cut go you ahead. off, is, is because, um,. Super hot, like I said, it has a base game on PC without VR, yeah, which already had a very uh, it incentivized speed running already. Yeah. Um, well, and so people are like, well, you know, the natural extension of that is do it in the VR version of the game, well, and especially the higher skill technique of okay i have this gun that still has ammo in it and i know the next phase won't have a gun right off the bat so i'm going to figure out where i'm gonna spawn next and throw my gun that direction so -hmm. when i spawn i catch it and proceed to kill dudes a lot faster than i would if i had to grab a bottle to kill a dude, then move around just wobbling my hands for the next guy with a gun to run up close enough for me to grab it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, like, onward, for example, I could see, like, high-level multiplayer play becoming a possibility. Um, mm-hmm. I see it much harder when it comes to, like, I touched on in the the pre-show i believe where when you're shooting a rifle it's really bizarre because your hands are spaced far enough apart where it's hard to be stable because with a real Mm -hmm. firearm you've got a full object to hold yeah you got a firm grip on what you're holding well and you can shoulder it which stabilizes Mm -hmm. it a ton Mm -hmm. in vr you don't have that they do have gun uh like attachments you can use like you put your controllers into this kind of like the a few of the mm-hmm. Wii remote accessories yeah okay so like a bump but, stock and stuff what no just like a full like plastic gun frame uh. but the problem you go into mm-hmm. that is typically those frames are very generic yeah. and like if i'm using an m4 that's a they pretty don't match generic up with the actual gun 
Well, M4 is mm-hmm. pretty generic, but SKS is totally different. So, yes, I'm getting the shoulder yeah, capabilities, we'll... but the buttons and the movements are going to be kind of wonky. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you need to do to actually simulate that is have like a full haptic feedback suit. Yeah. That uh prevents you from moving in certain <laughs> like directions. an exoskeleton <laughs> suit. Yeah. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Or which is which is or or have a controller for a specific yeah. game. Or like a Like say you're using one standard gun oof, for Mike a whole Bo, game. Sorry. They'll give you a controller that looks like that. Or just a generic enough rifle where you can still move and like mm-hmm. the AR, the charging handle is on top, but on the AK, it's on the right hand side of the gun. So having something generic enough or to the point where the game will recognize what gun you're using hence disabling certain buttons on the Mm -hmm. frame so then you have to press the according buttons or whatnot to do that or just Mm -hmm. make certain moments brush against the side of the gun like a touch sensor type rig Mm -hmm. that i could see working um yeah but at that point it's also like okay how do sights align are you gonna run into Mm -hmm. issues where the frame will get into uh like compatibility issues with the headset like you have to aim down sight but your headset's too bulky to do that properly how how Mm -hmm. is it going to handle that it'll have to be a really weird shape to provide that stability while also being useful still yeah i think i think part of the uh one of the requirements for creating a competitive fps scene I I don't know if you know if it's proper to call it an FPS, hmm. a virtual reality shooter. Yeah. Um, one of the requirements for that is standardization of controls. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I mean, we saw this with with PCs originally, with coming around to like what we now know as standard controls for WASD a PC. If you load into yeah, if you load into pretty much any first-person shooter, there's some things that you can assume. WASD will move you in different directions, and the mouse will let you look around. Um, generally, G is to throw grenades. Um, scroll wheel up and down switches weapons, but also pressing 1 through 5 will switch your weapons as well. Yeah. Actually, clicking your mouse wheel sometimes, depending on what game you're playing, will like zoom in yeah. on certain weapons. Yep, and then you know, clicking, uh, left clicking is shooting, right clicking is ADS, things like yeah. that. Why am I explaining the basic mechanics of first person shooters? No, yeah, I I, I get what you're <laughs> saying though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, cause... but. And, you know, same same thing with consoles. They had this development of, like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, starting with, you know, one kind of control scheme and all the different games that came out had, like, variant control screen schemes. And we're getting there with VR, from what I understand, is, you know, there's some pretty... There's emerging some universal there's standards, still a but we're lot not quite of there yet. We gotta work out with VR. Well, yeah. And... 
like, for example, the Vive controller versus the Valve Index, if you're playing mm-hmm. competitively, one of those controllers will have advantages over the other. So mm-hmm. are we going to see a standardization of controller? Or is it going to be like an Xbox PlayStation situation where you have your standard controllers, then your elite controllers, then third parties that include like paddles and extra buttons on the back, stuff like that. Are those is are those gonna play a major part or I think is no it going to be what like happens PC? with any advancement in any technology, whether it be VR or just regular consoles. I think you're always going to have that third party that's going to want to no, yeah. pitch in and, you know, take a slice of that cake. Well, I mean, it's well, yeah, one of, it's kind of like one of, mice. Go like ahead. Keyboards, yeah, those play a factor too, but more specifically no mice. Um, uh, I thought Dom was I, I'm back. I'm back. I th- it caked me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, less keyboards, yeah, keyboards play a role, but mice more specifically... Like, you've got the super lightweight mice, mm-hmm. and then you've got the more MMO-style mice that have numbers 1 through 9 on the left-hand side or the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. Yes, those provide advantages, but, I mean... I've, My mouse has a 1 through 10. Mine has... Actually, 1 through 12, I'm looking oh, at. Oh, damn. Mine has three buttons on this side. Two of I was them, about to say, mine has three buttons. Yeah, two of them are just... Uh, like programmable clickers and then the third one is a dps switch so i program mm-hmm. if like i'm sniping i never use it i thought i would but i don't just because the games i'm sniping in like cod i already have muscle memory of the sniper i use so i don't need to change the sensitivity oh it's like it's like it's like a sensitivity yeah. adjust button so yeah. if you're aiming if you've got crazy high dpi for just standard aim and then you go to snipe you hold it down to slow your aim down so then you can be more accurate i don't use it but i can see how for some people it would provide a advantage but i've Mm -hmm. seen people like shroud use a mouse that don't have any side buttons and still dominate lobbies of people who probably have technically better mice than he does Mm -hmm. yeah I like my mouse. It's because it has because it has the extra. It has the one through twelve mm-hmm. buttons, which is usually, like you said, something for MMOs. I find it's very helpful in first person shooters, yeah. though, uh, because I can uh, I can bind certain commands to those numbers, yeah. um, and not have to worry about you know extending my palm in weird ways or inhibiting my movement. I pretty much only use WASD, uh, and Q and E and space on my keyboard and shift. Yeah, I use I use my side buttons like typically my front side button is used for like crouching. And then my mm-hmm. rear one is used for either melee or some other sort of key that I'd want quick bound. So, like, mm-hmm. in some it's healing, in some games it's dodge, some games it's switch weapon. It depends on the situation. Typically, like COD, it's crouch mm-hmm. 
or uh, mm -hmm. Crouch and oh gosh, what is it? I Grenade or my Tactical is my Tactical. Mm -hmm. So like I'll run Heartbeat Sensor. So I'll hold that button down so I don't have to reallocate a finger on my keyboard to hold down to mm -hmm. hold out my Heartbeat Sensor. Yeah, It just makes yeah, things more ergonomic in specific mm -hmm. games. Like yeah. Tarkov, I use it for crouch and um, like uh, scope zoom. So like you have certain variable mm -hmm. scopes. I use that to change my scope zoom. But in COD, I use shift. So because mm -hmm. I find heartbeat sensor is more important for that key to be right there than scope switch. Mm -hmm. I think uh, VR is kind of inherently in this kind, the same uh, category as uh, the mouse when, with PC gaming or third-party controllers with console gaming. Um, just because uh, they don't really release games for certain VR headsets. Yeah. They're by definition accessories to a yes. PC. Um, Does anybody remember the Twist controllers from the 90s? Oh gosh. Yeah. The Twist. The Twist controllers. It was basically a controller that you could use on your PC, but instead of actually like pulling a trigger to let's say like you're playing half-life instead of actually like mm -hmm. pulling the trigger to shoot off your gun or swing your crowbar your controller actually had like a little break in the center where you would just like kind of twist it forward a little bit and that would act as mm -hmm. you firing your gun or you swinging the crowbar like Dom, mm -hmm. as soon as I said twist controllers, Dom said, "Oh my god, twist controllers, no!" <laughs> <laughs> it was such a weird mechanic, dude. It was such a weird idea, and a lot of people clinged on mm -hmm. to it, and I don't know why. It was unique. Mm -hmm. I give them that, and in certain circumstances, it did work kind of well. Like yeah. like in Half Life, I'm not gonna lie, using the twist controller on Half Life One while you're using the crowbar feels really good mm -hmm. like it's re it's really responsive it feels really good as soon as you twist that controller the crowbar flies forward and every time you crank it just chick 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 it, it's like you swinging a crowbar it feels really good but at the same time it's mm -hmm. like this is a gimmick that's damn near gonna piss me off halfway through the game because i don't want to have to sit there and go twist 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 to do something yeah. just let me press a button yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that we're going to see some gimmicks like that with VR well, that, coming up. That's what I, I mean, was getting at. I was we, like, I think that's one of the first, like, kind of gimmicks at VR that, like, wanted to make you feel more immersive in the game. Uh huh. Just allowing, just, just giving you that little slight motion that makes you feel like you're mm -hmm. doing something. Yep. Yeah, we might already have that. It's hard to say. We got the Wii. It, we have with, that. <laughs> it, well, it's hard to say in this stage of the technology's lifestyle. Oh, okay. Uh, what kind of 
what's going to stick around and what we're gonna look back on and say, yeah, that's really gimmicky. Um, the Wii itself, particularly with VR, because VR itself has in the past been tried and just been considered a gimmick. So, like, you know, it's hard to say what's gonna stick around. Every time we get, every time we try VR, we get something that you know stays. Like last time. The last phase we got, we got motion controllers. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, those were kind of a staple of the Wii, and of course, don't forget uh, the Virtual Boy 3. The console that fucking made people go blind because Nintendo thought that was genius. (laughs) Yeah, he said, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but um, yeah, we had, we had uh motion controllers with the Wii and with the PlayStation. And I think the Xbox no, the Xbox never had its own motion yeah, it controller. Had the Kinect. If I remember right. Yeah, but the Connect was the Connect was different. The Connect okay, was you're more fair. you're right. It was more like yeah. you can wear the controller yourself. You didn't actually have like a piece yeah. of plastic that you had to hold to swing around. Yes. The Connect version of Just Dance was probably my favorite version of that was game. it good i never got it i honestly that's one of the only peripherals i really wish i could have a chance to sit down and play um mm-hmm. and especially because there is a connect exclusive horror game called rise of nightmares i can't imagine that that's that fun i heard it's the fucking connect- great if you can get the controls to actually work that's See, the that's, problem. That was the thing with the Kinect. Is the controls don't really work that well. Well, the controls the controls work fine if you calibrate them correctly and if you have a good space that's for it. That's the thing. Most people didn't. You're playing it in your bedroom. Yeah. That's not an ample amount of space for all the dots that you need for the Connect yeah. to actually make shit register right. Space out properly. Yeah, if you... If you yeah, if you had if you had a connect, it needed to be in like a family room or. I was about to say living space. room. Really, living room would um, be the best place for it. Yeah, but but yeah, the connect was is was not the most immersive of controlling devices. In fact, that was one of the primary criticisms of it. Is, uh, the because there's literally no feedback whatsoever. Yeah. Like, even when you're playing on PC with no form of haptic feedback whatsoever, you still have the feedback of the resistance of pressing down keys and moving your mouse. With the with the uh, Kinect, you didn't get a sense of, like, there was no response at all. You could never tell if what you were doing was actually working, except by visual and sound yeah. cues. Um literally the yeah, only you, thing further you didn't know if input actually counted as input so i can't imagine a horror game being any fun on with the connect as your sole controller yeah it would be frustrating no, you're right but not it fun. would but honestly i'm not gonna lie i will give the connect credit mm-hmm. for one thing um they did use the connect in a very very creative way in paranormal activity four yeah fair and the way they used it in paranormal activity 4 and i actually tested it out in real life to see if it was true and guess what it is if you turn on a connect 
in a completely pitch black room, and then do you film it in night vision, you will literally see all of those dots that actually like pick up the movement that you're doing that is mm-hmm. the controller itself. So I think that's a really pretty cool fucking way that paranormal activity used the VR reality kind of thing to its mm-hmm. advantage because obviously it's edited in post but the fact that you can see something like moving through the dots towards the other characters that are actually physically there you're just like oh mm-hmm. so that brings up an interesting question that i mean i know we're getting towards the end of our time <laughs> no, no, that's why i brought up paranormal it, activity because we were talking about vr horror it, i didn't want to like try and go off topic yeah. An interesting question is uh, what actually constitutes VR? Because we've been talking all night about the you Oculus. know headset and two controller okay. setup, um, but like, like is the is the Connect VR no. for example? Do you, do you have to have I, something right well, in your yeah. face? I have, for I have it to a be question. VR? Do you, do you want my personal opinion on VR? I mean, yeah, yeah. Or do yes. you want like what? the technical definition for vr is no of course we don't want <laughs> okay well definition. It, i'm asking a philosophical a phil- okay question. if you're asking technical a philosophical question here's here's aren't... my answer in my opinion i personally believe stuff like peripherals like the playstation move and the xbox mm-hmm. connect and shit dude just the wii itself like they may not be vr itself like it's not actually you know, like, you put it on a headset and, like, getting to jump into that environment and play with it, but at the time that those things came out, it was the closest mm-hmm. to actually getting physically into the game itself that you could. Yeah. And, like, and I mean, still yeah, is. Like, I'm not gonna lie, there's, there's a couple PlayStation Move games that I'm just like, Damn. I can't believe this even exists. Like even in 2021, I'm just like fucking damn. Well, like fucking uh, what, what's it called? That um, that horror game that uh they made for the PlayStation Move until dawn. Yeah, they made like mm-hmm. a they made like a rail shooter for it called Until Dawn: Rush of Blood. Mm-hmm. That game is so fucking awesome. Like, I can't even explain it. It's basically just an on-rail shooter, but it takes place in VR. And really, the best way to play that is sitting in a computer chair that can spin 360. Because that's mm-hmm. really what you're going to want to do. It You sit in a minecart the whole game, and you're just shooting random shit around your environment. But... If you're just static, like, staring forward, you're gonna miss a lot. Like, the whole time, you're just gonna want to sit there in your computer chair and just fucking spin yourself in a circle. Just shooting shit that doesn't Uh exist. And that's that's awesome. See, I would constitute VR. Like, that would be... Stuff like the Wii and the move and all of that I would, stuff. I would I would consider mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider that necessarily VR. I would yeah. consider it very early concept to I VR. would say almost to put it very rough, I don't even know if I'm using the right term, augmented gaming. Yeah, no. Around 2007 with Wii Sports where they like let mm-hmm. you play golf 
but you weren't actually mm-hmm. playing golf, but it felt yeah. pretty realistic and well, pretty responsive. Well, I mean, and and that's what I'm saying is like if you like most people wouldn't call uh Wii bowling a VR yeah. game. But I like would, though. is isn't it, it though? Is, though like if you honestly if, if you strap if you strap a like if you if you strap a screen to your face and run the run the like four uh, feet video that to is. that and then tie tie the ability to look around to a motion sensor isn't that isn't that then exactly yes. how VR games yeah. are well, that's that's what i was touching on is the very term virtual reality would require a at least visually fully immersive uh just method so well, the headset at the point at which the headset a physical movement along well, with it e- well even without that like let's say you're sitting on your chair but you've got a vr headset and you've got an xbox controller in your head that is the point at which i classify as vr because you yeah. looking around you are completely cut off from the outside world you're controlling your character via controller but, but you're looking visually with your own actual eyes well not even that cuz you do that with a monitor but y- everywhere you look that's, is that's the game mean. yeah yeah that's that's, that's what so not like you're actually looking with so, your own eyes but like wherever yeah. your head actually turns that's what physically in the virtual environment that's what you're looking at yeah so so wouldn't any game then become a vr if you use like the google cardboard to uh for your video i mean yeah if speaking if you wanted to you could but like it just i don't feel it would work as good as like something that was created from the ground up for vr like i'm i'm talking about like what constitutes a vr game here not necessarily What's a good I would VR say game? if you just have a headset strapped to your face and it's just a virtual screen in front of you mm-hmm. if Personally, you can't if you can't look around and your perspective changes based on you moving your head that's not reality mm-hmm. that's just having a screen strapped to your face but the moment no, where your uh, camera changes based on you moving your head that's where I would say it's virtual reality because that's you're you're cut off visually. In. Gotcha. So your so your ability to yes. turn best, has to be I don't tied. Know. Okay, yeah. Micah, I don't how, do you like horror movies? <laughs> Sebastian, how high horror I'm horror? super high. Do you like Sebastian. horror movies? <laughs> Sebastian, we've literally had an episode where you're like, Micah, we're gonna make a spinoff podcast on this channel. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so Saw 2. You've seen the Saw movies, maybe. I haven't seen the Saw movies, Okay, you haven't. Okay, well, there's this badass trap in Saw 2. It's basically a reverse Venus flytrap. Right? Where, like, instead of, like, you, like, sticking your finger in something and it closes, it's your head already in it. You close and it sticks its finger in you. Okay, reverse Venus flytrap probably <laughs> wasn't the best description because what you just said was gross. <laughs> but no, it's just a strap around this dude's head. 
Yeah. And it, it closes if he doesn't do it in time. Um, Where were you going with this? Man, I had a point. I really did. I swear to God I had a point. (laughs) Oh my god. I got distracted. On that note. Go on. On on, VR. No, no. That's what that's actually that's what I was getting at. VR and like horror VR. I think um they they have made uh like saw video games before in the past and i think horror vr personally would benefit from like a saw movie perspective where like it's clearly vr so like you got to you're looking around your environment and shit and like obviously you're not going to get hurt in reality but like just the f- unless you take my idea from the beginning of the podcast what was your idea from the beginning of the podcast? Where where you have the, the tactical feet, tactile feedback that uh, oh the haptic feedback stabs you in the chest yeah, yeah that stabs you no, in the chest haptic feedback would be amazing for the chest. what I'm talking about but no I don't actually want to die <laughs> that would suck but no literally just actually like being able to play through a salt trap in VR cool. in my opinion I think would mm-hmm. be legitimately cool as fuck. I have a feeling they'll come I out wanna, with that. Do I want to play Dead Core in VR. I wish they would come out with it, that but they've terrifying. already made two Saw video games. And the last one that came out was Saw 2 Flesh and Blood and it came out in like 2008. Yeah, they could do a revival. They ain't gonna do it. And VR is literally the... Per- if anybody works for Twisted Pictures... Or Warner Brothers, or Warner Brothers video games. Anyone associated with the Saw franchise. This is a great idea. Here's what I want. Here's what I want. After watch <laughs> a after VR watching, version of Saw. That would be fucking amazing. After after watching all the Child's Play films. Did you watch I all of them VR, yet? Did you yes, actually? I want Did to you even, actually go and watch Bride of Chucky and Colt? Yes, I did. Aren't yes. they great? Aren't they nope. so good? Let me finish my point, Sebastian. I want a VR version of Child's Play that is an open world game where you play as Chucky. Where you yourself play as Chucky? Okay. You could even do a Dead by Daylight variant where you have a bunch of people playing as victims and you play as Chucky. I feel like I feel like the Child's Play franchise, especially like the aside from Cult of Chucky, like the later films are more conducive to a GTA style game. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Also, we're gonna have to make a part two of the Child's Play episode of this. Yeah, podcast. I was actually eventually. I wanted to bring that up we, because I actually where we covered cover the latter not guys. only the latter movies micah but i did want to bring up the fact that don mancini himself is working with the sci-fi channel and the child's play series is going to pick up from the last of movie which is cult of chucky Guess and what? they're turning Guess it what? into cactus a boy. tv series on sci-fi guess what cactus what? boy you said that about 
three yeah, about times, five times on this podcast. <laughs> All right, before, before ding wow, oh, <laughs> I've literally literally said that three times, and you guys have missed it every time. Oh well, I love it. So make that's up five. We'll go back and degenerate. edit those in. Before we degenerate any further. This is the uh, closing thought slash stupid rambling section of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, we've been, been in, in that, that for the past the hour podcast. and a half. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ladies. Been the whole yeah. episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this degenerate podcast called The Wasted Youths. Hope you all have a fantastic night. Everyone stay safe. Don't do anything myself wouldn't do or anything I would do. There's a fine line between the two. That's where you operate. Exactly. Yeah, so don't do anything Shotgun or Micah would do. Ignore Cactus. Wait. Wait, what? Wait, no. Do things I would do. I do smart things. No, my point was, like, don't do anything Cactus does, because Cactus is stupid, and you should not mimic me in any way. Anyway, I'm Micah Voorhees, and this has been the longest sign-off of our podcast yet. Have a good night. I'm Cactus Boy, and you all have a fucking great night. Absolute. Fuck you, Shotgun. listening to the wasted youths podcast we hope you enjoyed the show the wasted youths is produced by dominic sanders and micah Voorhees. dominic is also the lead editor of the wasted youths all music featured in the show is composed by micah Voorhees. if you enjoy our show we'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe and consider donating through the link in the description to help us make better episodes if you know someone who might be interested in the topic that we discussed tonight, feel free to send them our way by sharing this episode with them. All that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a fantastic evening, and we'll see you next week.